0: <laughs> okay. All right, guys,
1: serious now, we're going to record. <laughs> all right, so a few weeks ago, um, I sent you all an article talking about how some really high-powered um, executives and entrepreneurs, especially here in the States, use silence to their benefit, and the gist of the article was that everyone should use silence to their benefit in meetings and in, in engagements and that kind of thing, and what it brought up for me was Is silence something that just anyone can use anytime that they can just decide to be comfortable with silence and they can use it? Or is it something that only people with power in the room have the opportunity to use? So what are your guys' thoughts on that?
0: I think I'd I'd like to kick off with the notion that first of all, we've got to look at whether it's chicken or egg because people with power using silence, are they powerful because they use silence or are they using silence because they're powerful?
2: Hmm. See, I would because sometimes the answer to that can become quite clear because it, it's sometimes a little bit like you know, if you're driving on the motorway or the highway or whatever it is, whatever country you're in, the autobahn, yeah, it you But you don't you know, try and leave it <laughs> there's three countries here, which is why. to clear that up yeah um (laughs) some kind of speedy road um and then you try and leave a suitable gap between you and the car in front and then you think right so i'll just i'll back off a bit and then someone nips in and fills it and then you back off a bit more and then someone nips in and fills it and it can be a little bit like that i find silence so if you you might pause just for added weight and gravitas and someone goes hmm i was thinking blah 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 and they just fill it so You know what I mean? I I don't know whether that's lack of authority, whether that's lack of gravitas. I don't
3: know why, but I've definitely seen that happen.
2: Absolutely. Katie, what
3: do you think? Uh, Well, i sorry. It was the the link to the German bit. I know I've said to you guys before that this idea that the Germans, you have their verb at the end of a sentence. Mm. So they are much more patient. There's a lot more. They're faster roads, but they're slower talking. (laughs) <laughs> because the verb is at the end so you have to wait to hear what this person is doing and that has been for me coming here really much more interesting because there are more silences there's much more patience in a conversation as well hmm. but yes Robin I think it's a great it's a great question of um I think Steve saying chicken or egg which comes first the you Oh, the way sorry.
1: I notice it is that in conversations, when someone says, um, and then they are thinking or waiting or whatever, do other people just kind of wait for them to continue the thought? Or is that a opportunity to jump in? Because, well, you're clearly not ready to talk. So I'll talk now. Astrid, I've That's true. I've used like the um as a know. tool
2: before. Sorry, go on, Steve. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was going to just Science, say this, so that, that body language is critical here. Body language is an absolutely critical factor. Mm. And that, again, you know, that's chicken and egg. Is, is somebody's body language more comfortable because they have power? Or is somebody's power giving them a different body language, a different sense of charisma and personality and, and space? But you can see, or you should be able to intuit when people are summoning a thought rather than just stumbling for a word.
1: Mm. And that I think that comes to culture. Then is it culturally normal, like for the Germans, like you were saying, Katie, where people are allowed to think while they're, you know, in the middle of a thought? Whereas here in the states, you don't get to think. You better know what you want to say when you open your mouth because there's no space. Yeah.
3: Definitely.
1: So culture I, makes a difference. I was told actually because I was sat at a
2: table years ago, and I think it was it was a mix between. Um, English people, South African people, and American people. Mm. And I think it was it was largely the American um, people at the table who's saying that that going, um, or hmm, and all those types of noises is a very British thing, apparently. And I didn't know that, Ooh. but I do definitely use that as a I'm still thinking, kind of, you know what I mean? Like a bit of punctuation almost. Like it's just a pause. I'm not finished. Um, that
3: kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. F- filler to, to avoid that silence. Yeah, instead of stopping. If
0: you notice, politicians in Parliament, and I'm not just talking about British Parliament, I'm talking about globally, generally will, if they're in the middle of something and somebody interrupts or heckles, they keep on repeating. But if they have a pause, they, they um and er much more than they would do in Normal. A, a dinner party or, or at home. And the worst offender of all that I can remember was a guy called Donald Dewar, who was the first First Minister of Scotland, when Scotland got a devolved uh, assembly. And um, he he was terrible. He would um and err. Three quarters of his conversation was just noise. But I think he'd come from the Westminster system where people do heckle and shout and, and, and bicker. But the, the interesting thing is uh, that, that if you are shouting, if you're jumping in
3: mm-hmm. to a
0: gap, the implication to me is that you've not been listening to what's been being, being said anyway you've been rehearsing what you want to say so that you've got it to, t- to hand to jump in with when when there's a gap yeah yeah
1: let's, let's talk a little th- bit about th- the body language thing that you brought up Steve because I think that that's a really good point and how could someone if they wanted to be able to use silence as as a space in a conversation how could their body language and make it clear that that's their point they're trying to create silence or create space in the conversation.
0: I think it's about the dynamics of body language in this particular instance. If we're assuming something like a boardroom or, or even a zoom call Mm -hmm. and the, if you think about a, a boardroom with a bunch of people around it, there's usually a bunch of dog people and there's a bunch of cat people. But the, there are going to be fewer cat people in a boardroom than there are dog people. Dog people are all, oh yeah, let's do this, let's do that. Oh, jumping around and bang, all enthusiastic. And the cat person's sitting back and waiting for something to happen. And then going, no, we're going to do that because that's what we've got budget for. And they wait and they wait and they wait. Um, but the body language is the cat person or the 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 power person if you like will generally speaking lean back Mm. until they're ready to speak and it's the dynamic between the 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 kind of comfortable listening pose to the forward dynamic pose now it's my turn shut up i'm going to tell you what i think Mm. and it's that change in posture and that usually uh, it's accompanied by a dropping of the voice as well men and women will become a little more intimate and they will drop and resonate more when they take a powerful pose than when they lean back and just make the odd comment.
1: And do you think in Zoom that that's even more necessary to be more exaggerated with that movement?
0: The trouble with Zoom and and Teams at the moment is that people are still behaving as though it's a novelty, even though a year in it probably isn't for most of us. Mm -hmm. The when everybody is accustomed to it and when everybody has a light source that's in the right place rather than behind them and everybody is using the space the same way as they would in an office or a boardroom Mm -hmm. yeah it's going to become all the more all the more evident when people are no longer at their dining room table with their teenage son wandering around behind or their husband doing the dishes it will be much more evident that what we do see in terms of body language and what we do hear in terms of vocal power will actually have all the importance and more Mm -hmm. than sitting in a boardroom.
3: Can I tell you something, somebody told me today, that they were having a meeting last night that I I didn't go to, and they were saying that they'd never met each other in real life, but they were very sure that this one woman who was running the meeting must be really tall. Well, I know her in real life and she's not tall, (laughs) but across on Zoom, she comes across with all of that power, and all of that dynamic. So I do think there are actually, there's possibilities in Zoom that you can come across as bigger than you are in that physical stature. Because I'm sure in a real boardroom, she would find it quite difficult because she's quite small. She's very petite to to get that across.
1: So the use of (laughs) silence also has to do with your physical presence as much as your ability to be comfortable with silence. I
2: think it's also kind of dependent on how well the people involved know each other and what the dynamic generally is like the balance of people because sometimes somebody may do the cat pose thing and sort of you know and sit back and listen for a while and they won't get a word in edgeways you know because it's become a shouting match it's become a you know whoever talks loudest gets heard type situation and if the person doesn't hold some authority or some gravitas to begin with or the people don't know that they do or that they should mm-hmm. they they just kind of get swept aside and and don't don't get a look in you know
1: Right. When you also have the personality aspect of it, which also comes with some culture, which is, I know for me, um, I'm very gregarious. And so it's pretty easy. If I have something I need to say, I'm going to wedge it in there. And Plus, I'm American. So the the combination of those two things, like I'm going to get it in there if I need to say it. (laughs) And I have to be really conscious, consciously conscious that other people need more space for them to consider the floor open. So when I'm like, oh, it's silent, they're like, no, there's a pause. And I think that that's something that leaders need to be aware of, that silence and pausing are different
3: things. And sometimes you use, oh, sorry, Steve, just using that, using yeah. that silence to actually say those introverts in a meeting are allowed that pause, that time to think. And actually as a leader, as a chair of a meeting, using that and using your power wisely mm-hmm. is, a, is a great thing.
0: I think if you can sit back, listen to everybody shouting until they've all either worn themselves out or it's coming to the end of the time slot, you know, the room's been booked for this or the, the Zoom session's been scheduled for that. And then say, well, I've heard all of everything you've said, you know, it's literally putting your hands up. To you. I've heard everything you've said. I've been listening to it. And from an almost an external point of view, this is what I've come up with. This is my rounded picture of everything that's been going on. Mm-hmm. And that, generates power rather than necessarily coming from a place of power Mm. because i think that overview uh mentality is a powerful one even if you're the least powerful person powerful moneyed positioned person in the in the meeting to be able to say well i've listened to everything you've said and i see this and this and this and my conclusion is that
3: Do you think power can also be used as a, um, like if you're the least powerful person in the room, I'm thinking teenagers, but also unions and things like that. When you've got, you're presenting a big change, say in an organisation, if the unions say nothing or the members that you're saying say nothing, that silence, that silence can be really disruptive. Even though you have lack of power, that silence is really powerful. And as someone without power, you have to be careful with using
1: silence that way because it can put you in a down position with powerful people. Like you can be using a pause and trying to think and they can think that you're being disrespectful and not answering that. So I yeah. think there's both sides of that coin. Yeah,
2: so there's a lot to be said for filling this space. You know, the um, Frost-Nixon interview, David Frost interviewed Richard Nixon. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the footage of that, but for the first few taping sessions, nixon steamrolled through the conversation and david i mean he hadn't prepped apparently for it properly up until that final taping session anyway where they covered you know they covered watergate and all that stuff um but his whole strategy was if you even so much as breathe i'm going to continue with my next story my next story my next story so that no one else could get anything in and he just dominated so it was that Sort of, you know, and then, and then, because actually they've made a film out of it called Frost Nixon, which is well worth a watch. And they cover exactly that, what you were saying, Steve, about the body language. And they're saying, like, look at you, you're sitting back like you're a chat show host, because obviously he was, <laughs> but, you know, so, you know, lean forward, you know, dominant, get in there, be, you know, cut him off, interrupt him. And he's like, yeah, well, he's a president. You kind of go, get in, there, you know. Mm-hmm. So it there, there comes a point where I suppose you've almost got to earn. The right to that silence or the control over mm-hmm. that silence where you know you've got to grapple and elbow your way in there not always but you know in some circumstances it's not up for the for, for the taking just handed on a plate it's got to be something that you graft for if you sort of I mean
0: yeah it's that point, know, flip the whole conversation a little bit and look at the other side of the coin which is if you like taking your point Karina filibustering something mm-hmm. where you just talk and 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 talk you weaken your own position because everybody, A, becomes frustrated, B, becomes bored, and C, knows you're probably talking nonsense just to wind the clock down. Mm. Okay. So I suspect that the opposite of silence is, is weakening.
2: I would agree, but
1: in, it depends on the outcome, I guess, that you're after. And I think that would be a different conversation for our little 10-minute chats that we're doing, is can you talk to the point of being... Uh, undoing good. I mean, we talk, salespeople talk it all the time. So that's definitely a topic we can take
3: up in another time, I think. Yeah. Um, Did you see the Japanese um, Olympic chairperson? And uh, he has said, because there's only four women, four, four or five women on his Olympic committee. And they're saying they're trying to get to 40%. And he said openly, we don't want more women because they talk too much. You can't get them to stop talking. Oh my goodness. No, he didn't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a whole separate conversation from power of silence as well. It, 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 really that bit of like that idea that you are taking up too much power. You're not being silent. Oh. There is a position yeah. you're supposed to be in. Wow. Yeah. So
1: we're coming to the end of our, our little time frame that we're trying to keep these in. If we went around the room real quickly, do you think that using silence requires power or gives power or maybe both real quickly katie want to go first what do you think
3: i think you can use silence to demonstrate your power at at, at its best you can use silence to demonstrate your power and it's a brilliant tool okay steve what about you what do you think
0: i think both ways go i think you can generate power for yourself through silence and you can also demonstrate power through silence i i I think you weaken your position by talking too much Mm -hmm. and you strengthen it by being quiet okay
1: karina i think both
2: um and i think it's entirely dependent on the circumstances the people involved the scenario involved and so on because you know in certain situations Every everybody, every right thinking person could well be looking and thinking, you know, yet yeah, you've strengthened your position, you stay quiet and you didn't make yourself look silly. But that person still won because you didn't get a look in mm.
1: and you didn't get to get your argument across. So it, it depends on the circumstances for me. OK, um, in my opinion, I think that there's a certain level of power you have to have to use silence or you're going to be interrupted. Um, I do think you have to personally believe that you have power to even try to use silence. And I think that that's part of the question is, do I believe I have enough power to use silence? I agree. I agree. Those are my thoughts. Um, Our international chats are always fun. Thank you to all of you in your time, different time zones for joining me. And we'll have to do it again soon. Okay, we'll talk soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye.